Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Hero Group. This time with our roundtable, we call this roundtable community outreach. Today is Saturday, June 17th, 2023. Sunday, tomorrow is June 18th, and that is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there, particularly in the military community, particularly those guys who have been deployed, been away from your kids and your wife and your significant other. June is LGBTQ Pride Month and PTSD Awareness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortego Scott to Honor Productions. And, of course, Chicago's in the studio doing our engineering. And we have our studio panelists with us, none other than our executive producer and our director of America's Heroes Group, Glenda Smith. We're going to talk about honoring Father's Day because Glenda wanted to bring this topic up because she, she, she had a couple of stories to tell us about why she came up with this idea and also how important fathers are in America. How are you doing today? I am so blessed, co-host Sean Claiborne, Illinois National Guard veteran, and you are the most of the co-hosts. So thank you, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> no, it's it's always important to tell people thank you and to show them and honor with appreciation for their work, for their sacrifice. Because when a person gives you all, you it's only right that you say thank you, appreciate you, respect you. So yes, so. Last year, Sean, I was in um, Meat Market um, mm-hmm. on the n- north side mm-hmm. area um, getting some food ready because I was going to visit my mom and cooking and all that. So I was in there on Father's Day. I was asking a question about the ribs, and so the, the gentleman turned to me. He was like, ma'am or miss, you live in Chicago and you don't know how to grill ribs? And I'm like, excuse me, I know how to cook on the stove. I don't know how to grill. I'm learning. And, and then I said, and by the way, happy Father's Day. And he said, thank you. And then he said to the other gentleman, man, happy Father's Day. He said, now, have you noticed nobody in here has said happy Father's Day to us? He said, now, I just, he, and, and the way he said it, it broke my heart because I saw the look on his face. Mm-hmm. So last year I mentioned that. So this year it has a different meaning because you are aware and some our staff and people that I lost my dad in April. So, okay. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so how did, how did that make you feel? We kind of tell us a little bit about that. So when you, when you had lost that, you had that experience of losing your father and we all, all of us at some point think about or know that we're going to lose our parents at some point in the future, God right. willing and everything happens and 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 it's due in this due time that your parents pass after you, God forbid you have to bury your one of your children. But when you went through that process, how did you feel and how did that change your life? Well, tomorrow's not here yet. So today I'm I'm okay. Tomorrow I'm going to accept whatever I'm feeling. I'm not going to try to block it and hide it uh, and pretend like it's not happening. Um, He died in April from a massive heart attack. And so my um, sister and brother and I had to decide to let him go because his organs were shutting down. So to answer your question... It was rough. 
because I'm a daddy's girl. And I want to acknowledge my mother, first of all, as a child, because they both, I was born when they were still young. She was 19, he was 21, in the Jim Crow South. He left the South to make a better life for him in the North, but he didn't leave me. So I want to acknowledge that man for that, because he could have said, okay, (laughs) I'm through with all this, and completely walked away, never called, never did anything, but he didn't do that. So my mother, she never, even though their relationship didn't work out, Sean, she never spoke ill of him, not one time, when I was a child. She never said he did this, he didn't do this, he didn't send this. He, she never, never disrespected that man. So based on that, I didn't know not to love him. I didn't know not to appreciate him. I didn't know not to respect him. She and my family taught me to love and respect him. So we're going to get to that part because I feel like younger children who have that absent, the absence of that father figure in their life, I'm not blaming the mother, but I'm blaming the mother. What are you saying in front of these kids? What are you doing in front of these kids? Are you using them as a pawn to pay him back to get back? Because it's too much of a disconnect in our community in terms of, in terms of making, sh- making sure that we are absolutely honoring and respecting our fathers, uncles, and er- brothers, and everybody else as fathers. So... Based on that, it was rough because I have a college degree because of that man. I, had, I got a financial, I became financial stable because he supported. Mm-hmm. But based on that, one thing you touched on, the fact sure. that a lot of, a lot of um, um, people grew up without fathers. I'm, I'm an example of that. My father was not there when I grew up. However, the thing that I, I think is important, and in military culture, um, the military has a very strong um, opinion about uh, your role as a parent, period, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to men being fathers. A lot of men went overseas to Vietnam. You know, Cliff can attest to this. <laughs> Ernesto can attest to this. Rochelle can attest to this. They're all Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. They left children in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Went over there, uh, um, hooked up with women over there, and then had babies over there and left those babies over there. The military still says, no, those are your children. You mm-hmm. are not, you're not going, you're going to, if necessary, we're going to garnish your wages Ooh. to pay for what your responsibility. They are big on child support. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, they don't mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that also leads to, at least in a military culture, the responsibility of a father to be a father. And also to make sure that you are there for your family, regardless, not let any wall uh, keep you away from your own children. Right. And right. a lot of, unfortunately, and, and every culture is a little bit different. Every community is a little bit different. Um, I can speak for the African-American community to some extent because we do have, and, and also what people of color could say, but particularly in African, African-American community, a lot of black men, and I hope the tide is turning because I, I see the younger generation starting to be more fathers. I see, I see a lot of young men who didn't grow up with fathers mm-hmm. who are making that effort to um, become be, better to be present in their, in, their, yeah. in their kids' lives yeah. and things like that, and also yeah. making better choices about uh, you know, going out and just have this, you know, it's, it's okay to party, but you really got to be more prudent. We always talk down about women when women um, are are partying and doing the things that they want to do and having fun. And then a woman gets pregnant. It's the woman is the one is who's looked down upon and frowned upon. That woman is called all kinds of horrible names. Right. But the guy that did it 
he walks away in the sunshine. All right, he's considered a player. He's considered, you know, a, yeah. you know, a, a, a guy, the guy, a happening dude, whatever yeah. and stuff. Which is that is that is a problem because it destroys our communities. Because yes, we have and then a, you get that reputation of that deadbeat right. dad, mm-hmm. that absence father, mm-hmm. and depends on based on the relationship not working out. What is she saying to that child? Does her but, bitterness, does her anger reflect back into that child? Because if if it does, then boom, there's a cycle but the, but of this, that. But this is the thing. My problem with that part of it, though, is that, you know, um, the as a man you need to step up and be a better be a better uh, figure because you should, nothing should stop keep you away from your children if absolutely. i had a child nothing would keep me away from my child absolutely you know what i'm saying like in, like like in the case with your father your nothing kept him away from you and your and your and his family right but my mother didn't interfere by by planning I, I, negative mm-hmm. and distorted uh, uh, influences into my mindset mm-hmm. i can not, and that i can applaud because yeah. yeah there are women out there that will try to block absolutely but absolutely. But none. But nonetheless, as a man, you can't let anything stop you from being with your children. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Just like Justin, uh, one of the uh, technical producers here at WVN, he has three children. He works two jobs and he's young. I see him taking calls. I see he left today because he was supposed to be on the show, but he had to leave because his younger daughter wasn't feeling well. He works two jobs. So there's no excuse age there's no excuse in income for you not to be there some type of way so that that child knows it's worth self-worth you're teaching that child respect responsibility because they see you as their role model they shouldn't have to look at a damn video they don't need jay-z bz uh, beyonce and no they need to see you because what goes on at house comes out into the community mm-hmm. the chaos in our community it, it starts in the home. That's called home training. Mm-hmm. That's called that community. So what they're hearing and seeing, then there you go. I really applaud c- uh, cultures that really appreciate the, the the concept of family and what uh, how important family is. Mm-hmm. Um, we we there's there's in, in America there's a lot of communities that family is everything. Family comes first before anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and but unfortunately, like, I think we need to get back to that. Um, and actually, I can say the same thing for whites and blacks. Um, to be honest, to be real, you, we have to get up, do a better job at putting our family first and understanding that that is where your community is developed. Your community Absolutely. starts with the families. Absolutely. And the families are broken down or, or, or they're not cohesive. Then now you introduce, you know, it makes it harder for you to get ahead financially. It makes it harder for you to get ahead and prosper and be able to get and take advantage of education benefits and take advantage of all the things that are out there for you to get better jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of women out there that are holding it down. Un- unfortunately, they're holding it down by themselves. Right. Raising kids and the fathers are not present. And even if you just, just, just be there, you don't necessarily even have to be like to provide the financial support necessarily, but just be there for your kids. Let your child know that you are there and that you love that child. But then the, the saying, it takes a village, mm-hmm. that applies directly, I think, to that black man. Let me explain to you why. My mother um, started a relationship with um, someone who I, I loved, and he became my father to me. Because the way that man loved me, I did not know he wasn't my father. I knew he wasn't my father, but he wasn't my father. His name was Jolie. He and my mother was very particular about staying in that relationship with him because she saw how much he loved me as his child, but I wasn't his child. So it ain't so much biological, it's that love. 
it's that character of that black man mm-hmm. or that man. Let's say, let's put it like that, that man. He stayed in my life forever until he closed his eyes last year. So it's, 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 it's that village because I have an uncle named Uncle Robert. I'm the daughter that he never had. He nourished and took care of me. I stayed with he, him and my auntie for two years during high school. He didn't have to do that. So that's another village person. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, but that man had character. He's a Vietnam veteran. <laughs> so he had the backbone of what they call a father that cared a little bit more beyond than he had to. Mm-hmm. That's that village. You have brothers that can become father-like figures. You have cousins that can become father-like figures, figures not to mention a grandfather. As a little girl, see, I don't have any bad scars, and I'm blessed, Sean. I'm blessed by God because I gave him all the praise and glory for blessing good men and women to be in my life that has helped to guide and nourish me. My grandfather, but great memory. Let me answer this first. So when you, sure. you're, so you, had your, you had your biological father and you had your father that was in your, in your household, I'm assuming, right? Right. So how, often did, you, how, mm-hmm. did, how often did you see your biological father? All the time, that? even though he was in Detroit. I would go there and visit and get my school clothes. I would, he was always an intricate part, be it in person or on the phone. And he was the kind of man, he was a man of honor and principles. I knew not to cross him. When I got defiant, he would put me back in my place instantly. Because he, 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 was, he wasn't about wasting time, and he knew you can't keep making mistakes and think you're going to become a productive person. So he was straight up that no-nonsense, uh, constructive love. He got on my nerves. I, sometimes I didn't like it, but he was that father figure of no nonsense that I needed, not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, this is an unorthodox question in a sense, uh, sure, and, and kind of controversial. But who, if when you said your your Jolie passed away last year, your father passed away this year, what hurt more? <laughs> That's a good question. To be honest, Jolie, Jolie, ain't no sense in lying about it because. I felt at times that my biological dad didn't really lean in as hard as he could have. I didn't have to question that with Jolie. I didn't have to question that at all. I mean, I mean, birthdays. I mean, stuff that he remembered that sometimes my dad could have did forget. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? But he's human. Mm-hmm. So I thank God once again that that didn't linger in my, in my spirit that I became bitter or, or feeling like I wasn't truly loved because I knew I was. He loved me the way he loved me. And I had, as I got older, you start to realize, okay, I don't have kids and never wanted them. So you can't hold that father figure in a, in a presence of, of perfection when you're not. Mm-hmm. Based on decisions, logical reasoning, so if you're doing stupid stuff and you just learn it, because that's, that's a part of life. It's a work in progress. That person was only 21 years old. That person was only whatever. Don't expect them to come out. being. Don't, don't expect a father to be perfect because there's no rule books for when you become. And So out of fairness, let the bitterness go. Mm-hmm. Let the resentment go. Let the, the past go. Because you can, if you let God heal you from that, if you let God deliver and just release it, 
because all you have to do is look in the mirror and say, mm, I'm not perfect, so how could I expect him to be? Mm-hmm. Like my, in my case, my father wasn't, wasn't there, there in my family, and that led to, lead to a lot of problems in our, in our household. That, that, the fact that that was my mother was one of those people that kind of held on and was kind of bitter about different things, and oftentimes you're, hearing, you're only hearing her side of the story because he's not around. Um, but still, yet still, once again, though, um, no man should let anyone or anything come between them and their children. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's just no woman's going to let that happen. Absolutely. So, but this, having but having said that, though, the the thing that that I think is important is that a father just being there, making the effort to be present. You don't yes. necessarily have to have resources or money or this or that. Yes. And oftentimes, I think a lot of men. I know men personally who are ashamed. They feel like that they have fallen short. And they don't have the things they want to offer their, their children. So they just disappear. They haven't been present. So just I, be present. Absolutely. Just be there. And I think the media and I think the marketing, I think the branding needs to change. Because I walked in Jewels yesterday to go get some water and saw other stuff. I didn't see not one balloon, not saying it has to be a balloon, but I saw nothing advertising Father's Day mm-hmm. on TV. How many commercials did you see edible arrangements and we're going to do all? The, no, there's nothing really celebrating and honoring fathers mm-hmm. like you do mothers. So it's a double standard. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, the thing, but then it's also a double too, standard. We need to stop that because that's not right. I wonder, though, if, if as a man, because I don't really think about you know, like gifts or whatever. I'm not a, really a father. I do raise ki- uh, kids to help raise my girlfriend raise children. But, you know, I don't see myself necessarily as a father. To me, as a not having any kids of my own by, by blood, mm-hmm. um, I believe that the child has to adopt you as their father. Okay. I mean, you can't just, you don't just, I mean, you can't just declare yourself a father in somebody's life. You can take care of them be, and fulfill that role to an extent. But, have, but they have to be the one to actually accept you as that person. But that's that, there you go. See, you would be a Jolie. You don't have to be a biological father to be that father because that's, Sean, that's earned through relationship of that right. character, mm-hmm. of that connection, mm-hmm. of, her, of that young lady looking at you, seeing the sincerity from your heart. That's that's. What makes a father? Mm-hmm. Right, I so, agree with that. Yeah, but so. but but you don't. But we don't really harp. But as men, we don't really. I don't think we really harp on that fact of you know where's our special day or whatever. We just don't. We don't think about it that way. We just go because about you our know business. why? Because it's a way to. I think you're doing this. I, I think you're doing it from a standpoint of okay, but it's not okay because if you because I give you a perfect example, Justin Young, who was supposed to be here today, he acknowledged, but it is a hurt to it when you see. How f- f- the world is just like overwhelmingly Mother's Day, and then fathers be like, "Oh, Happy Father's Day!" No, that's BS mm-hmm. on every level. So please let me acknowledge personally some strong father figures and fathers that have been a part of my life. Starting with my grandfather, who was my fishing and tobacco buddy. I used to chew tobacco as a little girl and go you know, fishing with him. Oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> you still got your teeth? <laughs> ah, shut up. My late father, of course, Charles Oliver Longstreet. My my spiritual stepfather, uh, Joe Lee Powell. My stepfather, Vincent Neal, who is another great man in my life. When I had surgery and could not move off a couch. For like at least three to five days, he walked up and down stairs and brought me juice and water and never never complained one time. And the way he loves my mother, I can't help but to love that man. He has he is a man of character also. I want to acknowledge, I've already done my Uncle Robert, who's a Vietnam veteran, but Cliff Kelly. He's my godfather. He's a father figure. 
Cliff took to me in 2009 when people wouldn't talk to me because who are you? I wasn't in the cliques. I wasn't important enough. Cliff has nourished me, has taken me under his wing. That's why this show is where it is today because of Cliff Kelly. I want to acknowledge Congressman Danny Davis. I want to acknowledge Eddie Reed. I want to acknowledge Chuck Bowen. It's just so many wonderful, wonderful fathers. But I truly want to acknowledge Ivan Ortega because his dedication, his honor to this show, him being a father. And I know I have called him when he said, uh, Glenda, I'm, I'm, I'm my kids, my kids. So we're going to have to talk tomorrow. I'm like, boom, that's a dad. So thank you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. And I, I, I dedicate this show to all veterans, armed forces, family members, and the community. A moment of silence for our fathers who's now no longer with us. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.